Yeah, the the tomorrow golf league is going to have to wait until at least tomorrow and then some. And by tomorrow, we mean 2025. Ladies and gentlemen, how you living? It's no putts given. We got a, a super close up start here today with Tony's face. It's a it's an AI one world. We're just uh, we're just living in it. I'll give you that. Put smarter. Yeah, put smarter. Put more smartly. Things. <laughs> Happy Turkey Week. I hope everybody gets a lot of tryptophan, naps, and watching football. That's what this guy's going to be doing. But no trick or Imperial? Mm, probably both. Probably right. both. But largely Imperial. Mm-hmm. I hope. Tiger's back. Hero World Challenge, Tony. Tiger is the needle. We know he's the needle. <laughs> Do you remember when you said we weren't going to see him until 2024? At the earliest? Nope. You were wrong. I guess I was wrong. Yep, you were wrong. What are your expectations? So he's going to be back. He announced Hero World Challenge again, Tiger's event in the Bahamas. It's not like the most competitive event in the world, right? It's, you know, but he's going to be back. (laughs) Yeah, and and I guess ultimately, like, who cares how competitive it is if Tiger is back? That's So I think this is going to get get more eyeballs than – 90 plus percent of PGA tour tournaments probably within the last year I'll just watch. because of the yeah. tiger factor. Let's see. Is he mm-hmm. okay? He's back, but how back, how does he look? How's he playing? And does he have we'll a talk. new tailor-made driver in play? That's so many just, questions. So many questions. We are going to talk about that in a little bit. He's probably not going to put smarter. He will not put smarter. No, he will. <laughs> we'll see. But I think it's good. Again, everything's better in golf when Tiger is back, in my opinion. So I'm We're happy to see it. Big fun. Big fun. Whew. Finally, the end of the season that will never end, the PGA <laughs> Tour. I, yeah, I was I was shocked <laughs> to find out it wasn't over like six, eight weeks ago. But again, we know I don't pay the closest attention to these things, but I, I would I would have bet money. <laughs> and it's a weird year because of the transitioning between schedules and resetting events and who gets into which events. And so finally, whew, exhale. We know who the top 125 are, those things, etc. This guy, uh, Ludwig. Uberg, Aberg. There's ways to say, say it that I'm not. Uberg. I think it's Uberg. more of an U than an A. Aberg. Yeah. If you look on the PJ Tour, uh, I believe they have, you know, when they do it alphabetically, I think they had to put in a different letter for him. So he is now the only person under the letter A, <laughs> which is awesome. This dude's obviously, a, I mean, should be a superstar. In the making, played this guy tremendously. Is already historically world class, famous, and and I looked into this. You know how I know? Like, you want proof how big yeah, Ludwig Oberg is? I want proof. Give me the data. If you go into Google and you type, you start typing Ludwig, you would think Van one Beethoven. would think. You're right. You would think Ludwig von Beethoven would come up right. first, but not on my Google, no sir. Oberg. The, he is basically already – how long has he been around? It feels like six weeks, but he is already yeah. the number one Ludwig in history. So 
Based on at Google. Least, at least according to Tony's search history on, yeah. on Google. <laughs> <laughs> which, which we don't need to we don't need to dive into that any further. That that's good enough. But you know, again, as we're wont to do from time to time, we do take a look inside the bag of winners, not because we think it's what we should be playing or anybody else. It's more for curiosity, like, hey, does this tell us anything interesting that we could possibly relate to the equipment space? And with his bag, kind of. When you, I mean, when you say his, are we are we talking? Oberg I'm still talking Ludwig. Ludwig. Oberg, not von Beethoven, right? No, I, don't know what I have Oberg. no idea what von Beethoven. Uh, Let's make this was. interesting. Right. Yeah, that could get that could get wild. But he's a titleist guy, so not not a lot of surprises on driver TSR two irons, except that he does have a seven eighteen TMB. Still in there in that two iron slot. Get that, that second swing. I, I mean, this two iron slot is, it seems to be another one of these like unreal, like again, Brooks Kefka, the vapor, any, right? The blue vapor, like this, that anything, spot seems Anything to, from like, even, but like you get old three woods in the bag, you get like random, random stuff, like you said, Brooks. So I feel like anything that the spot that, could be the three wood. So right after the driver, all the way up to on tour, probably a four iron. Like you get, it's a crapshoot sometimes. Yeah, most guys are by the book, but when you see something like, I don't, let's call it, it's old. This is an old club. Seven eighteen. I mean, it's, it, it's by, right yeah, there. By we, equipment we can, standards. You don't need old. carbon dating. You know where that came from. Like it's <laughs> right. it's right there. In the and middle. by equipment standards on tour, where again, the manufacturers would tell you as much as they can. They want to have guys in the newest, the latest product, but this is obviously not necessarily a high visibility area, you know, area in the bag. Ooh, hey, what's a hybrid you playing in there? Tony, what, uh, you know, not the first question tour guys and gals are getting asked, but T100s throughout, and then Vokey Design, SM9 wedges, nothing there. The putter. What are we at? Well, he, what a white hot Versa 1. Is it an Odyssey? It, he puts oh, smarter, Tony. It is, is. It, is it the new one? Is he putting yeah, I smarter? I don't think it's the new one. I think. Okay, so he, he um, might be putting. He could put. He could be putting smarter. He shall. I, I mean, one would think he could put a little smarter than than he was, and and I think this kind of proves it. So, how, how, how good of a putter was Beethoven? Do we know anything? Phenomenal, I would imagine. That so guy we, great do hands. we know like? You know, I bet Beethoven had an unreal short game. That dude had good hands. Just just a hunch. All right. Just a hunch. But season's over. Now we can have the 18 minutes of an off season, and we'll, we'll see you guys in January. That's it. Episode out. No. No, no, no. There's damage, Tony. Things are happening. Remember when we talked about TGL? We said, hey, maybe, you know, shot makers, give it a year and a half, give it two, maybe a couple seasons. Ooh. Well, yeah, the the tomorrow golf league is gonna have to wait until at least tomorrow, and then some. And by tomorrow, we mean twenty twenty five. Yeah, yeah. The uh, it's the dome collapsed, which sort of defeats the purpose of a dome. You don't yeah. Want that. So yeah. So I mean, that's catastrophic for for this that was going to start in January of twenty twenty. For, I know some people are really looking forward to it. I was looking forward just to see, like, again, there's a, there's money involved. There's a, a really solid lineup of players. I was going to watch at least the first episode. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I, and again, right. I'm the guy that, that barely watches any golf, but I'm like, all right, let's, let's see how this plays out where you go and kind of like simulator screen to, to short hole course, if you will. And you're like, man, obviously you don't need all the space that they use. Like, you know, your indoor place down the road doesn't need stadium seating. Probably because no, nobody's <laughs> no, nobody's no, going to no, sit down up. and watch me play. No, uh, no but showing up. You wonder, like, could you get to the point where you do have kind of like, all right, you go to this, you're on the simulator screen, and then you turn around, and then you're chipping to an actual green and putting on an actual green, that kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah, I was I was definitely curious to see how how this would not only how it would play out, but how it would present on television, where golf notoriously is not awesome. Um, so yeah, will bummer on have, that. that's, that's a one year delay. Will it have, you know, Amazing whatever buckets. level of buzz is around it now and support and that, will it have that a year from now? So my sense is this is not like the, the highest buzz happening in the world. So I think it, you know, on a scale of one to 10 buzz probably at best is a five, and right. so I think even with a effectively a one year delay, I think you probably get back to that. I think you can get back to a five. Don't think. Well, again, I think as long as you keep those people involved, if it includes Tiger and it includes Rory and JT, and you keep the lineup essentially intact of players, maybe maybe John Rahm finds time to come back. Maybe maybe the Rominator. Uh, <laughs> Maybe he does. I it just know. proves like if you give me something goofy, I'll wear it. <laughs> just whatever. Puma would have a, a thing or two to say about that, and they'd be right, um, without a doubt. So hiatus. Sorry for those of you that were setting your, you know, your uh, your calendars to a TGL this winter. I mean, I even like again, I'm not the guy who gets excited about golf, and I was at least a three on the scale. So. Yeah. Yeah, which is basically borderline crazy for you. So. Azinger, Paul Azinger, people have heard that, you know, lead, an, lead analyst, had been. You're out. Contract, non-renewed. There were some people on the interwebs, you know, thanking him for this. I'm like, ah, you know, I really found him to be insightful in these things. Who and are like, these people? Are you mad? Yeah, it's... I thought he was objectively brutal, particularly the last year or two. Didn't, in my opinion, really add a whole lot. So I, I'm glad. I, I'm, I'm from a viewership perspective. I think this is great. My question is this, Tony: Who replaces him? Boy, I, Bring back Johnny know, Miller and his uh, squeezy cheese. No, let's let's not do that. It's funny. Okay. Like I, I read an article on Digest today where they threw out ideas, and I think right, some thinking. Well, in the NFL, and again, I think it's probably tapered off. But when he when he first hit the broadcast booth, Tony Romo kind of changed things up a bit, right? And had that mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. interesting perspective. And you think, as a former player, Azinger would have that same perspective, but. Yeah. The, the issue there, I think his perspectives were outdated and, and not backed by, right. at best, he, what you would call modern insights, right? Very kind of old world, oftentimes inaccurate. And so, right. you know, it's sort of like, who is, I like the idea of a caddy, right? And we talk about Bones Mackay as an option. Huh? Um, somebody okay. like that who, I don't know that you necessarily had to play at an elite level, but has that kind of on-course insight 
He's uh, been around also, an elite level for a but long time. But also kind yeah, of a, I mean, a modern data-driven mindset. Somebody from the, the decade Scott Fawcett school of, hey, this is <laughs> this is core strategy and, and what you need to, to do. And I don't know. Right. I don't know how well-versed he is in that piece of it. But I always come back to Shane Bacon. I mean, I thought he was great when he huh. was given a time on air. So I, I would love uh-huh. to see Shane get a real shot. Uh-huh. Um, but again, and I think like I, I don't know if you could control him, uh, but entertainment value, somebody like a Michael Collins from ESPN, I would love to see that. Let, right. Let Michael I wonder, at it, but I kind of wonder if they would ever consider, you know, I know as much as you need one lead analyst, and that's true, and I, I, I get that. If they would ever do it, because like, you mentioned the Tony Romo thing, which I think is interesting because Tony Romo was like unbelievable right out of the gate. And then he kind of started like not actually preparing. I don't, I don't think as much. Well, that's kind of started to wing it. And you can see the quality went way down and, and, and that. But my point is, do you kind of rotate it? Like, do you have a couple different people that maybe sit in and, and give uh. them? And I mean, isn't that what they see who works? I mean, isn't that what they tried with Jeopardy? And I'm just <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, and Ken Jennings was clearly the best. Like that was, they should have gone to Ken Jennings right away, right? Yeah, Blossom Russo. Yeah, she was kind of kind of terrible. But I, yeah, I, I think yes, you got to go younger. I think you have to go somebody that has a lot of that on course knowledge and experience that could be able to. Uh, to do that, here's my biggest concern. My biggest concern is if you get anybody that has that level of ability and play and that's on there, are they going to be willing to be openly critical of people that are maybe their friends or former employers or things like that? Like that was one thing I loved about Johnny Miller was he gave zero putts. Right. (laughs) That man was happy to criticize anybody and everybody. And and it just seems like there's more of a friendly. Like a lot of that was to remind everybody how good he was in his own. Of course it was. It was self-aggrandizement. It was 1963. Oh, my God. Miller. But he pulled no punches. If he thought a guy threw up all over himself, he just said it. And, you know. Is a Shane Bacon going to be able to do that? If it were like a Colt Nost or somebody like that, are they going to be able to do that? Do you need, you know, who has enough of that modern understanding of the game, etc., and still access to the players, but is going to call it like they see it without any apologies? Do you get somebody... In there, that's not Brandel Chambly, but has kind of a Brandel-ish. Well, that would be a polarizing choice, wouldn't it? It would be. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a bad pick. He's certainly opinionated, and that's kind of what you want. He's uh, he's knowledgeable, but yeah, I think you do need that, right? You sort of don't want to have like the. You want somebody who's fair, but you don't want somebody who's a cheerleader for the guys and sort of excuses everything. And it's, it's not real. You no, you want, to, you, you want somebody that's going to bring the viewer into it, tell tell you what they think, good, bad, or otherwise. That was a great play. That was a terrible play. Here, you know, whatever the case is, they're going to have to find somebody. It's not going to take super, super long. I don't know. Maybe you have ideas out there. Maybe people you can let us know. 
It's a weird time in the equipment season, Tony. It's conforming list season, which is <laughs> slightly, which um, if you check your calendar, slightly predates release season, kind of, sort of. There's overlap. Kind of, uh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's what Black Friday is to Christmas, right? There you go. There you go. I like it. And in the after show, we're going to go deeper into each of these and some things. But um, quick highlights, Tony. What have we seen so far? What really intrigues you? So we've got what? We've seen the the QI-10 LS from TaylorMade. Mm -hmm. So this is logically a Stealth 2 replacement. So some interesting things we'll dig in on there. Yep. Seen... I guess technically three new PXG drivers, uh, Black Ops, Black Ops Tour, um, which some of you may remember there was a shaft company several years ago called Black Ops. So um, I don't think anybody's going to confuse the two, but certainly as you would expect, the military tie-in from PXG there. Um, get Maybe because I... It, it, if you look at the list, right, it does have the yep. 0311 designation. So maybe trying to get into plain language and, and not maybe confuse golfers with numbers all the time. Right. Uh, so we got that. All right. So we got a little black opsness. We've got some dark speed drivers, three models. So Cobra Dark Speed LS and the X, right? We got an X this time. And we've got That's a what Max. It looks like. And a Max. Yeah, X's, Maxes, LS's. Yeah, those are good. From what we can see, and uh, no, no Callaway yet. There was a Kirkland and, on there, right? The Kirkland the signature. Your Costco driver. I, interesting. I am really, really interested in this one, and like you said, uh, noticeably absent from conforming list right now. We haven't seen any Callaway stuff pop up on there yet, right? No, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it shows up next week, honestly. It's, Why? Why next um, week? Why you know, they may week? they may hold it, try and keep it off the list, but um, I have some inside info here Ooh. that Ooh. Callaway, Callaway kind of the, the guys that work in the Ooh. company, at the company, were not allowed to put it in the bag until Thanksgiving. So that was the cutoff, right? There's your inside mm. info. So okay. it may... It may hit the list. You might start seeing additional photos trickle out. But, yeah, I would I would think that whatever is Paradigm 2, not Paradigm 2, because definitely not going to be called Paradigm 2. Not Paradigm gonna, again. That's going to show up soon enough. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – and, oh, we forgot, right? Oh, Ping what did we forget? G430 Max 10K. The moose. The moose, that's when you get it. <laughs> When you get a 10, okay, if you ever have to card a 10 in our group, we call it the moose. Got to write down the moose on the scorecard. I don't think that's what the 10 is referring to in, in this one. Again, we'll it's, talk more on it later. It's if Ping is there's a <laughs> designed a driver to help you make more 10s. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's <laughs> Call it. that a little bit of a miss, just guys. So, yeah, you're probably – I so, think maybe you're right. Probably not. Real quick, though, let's go back to the uh, – very quickly to the, the Callaway situation – because typically, you know, the conforming list, we often see those products either for sale or more likely in a tour event or something where they're going to be, you know, seen, played, etc. So it shows up on the conforming list and then we see it in play. You're telling me with the Callaway situation, this is a, hey, it might be on the conforming list because we got people playing in a 
Thanksgiving family tournament. Some of our, <laughs> some of our employees uh, have a have a family grudge match over Thanksgiving weekend. Let's get those things on there. Is that kind of yeah, what you're saying? Right. Like, well, you know, when you're when you're in Southern California, you can easily play golf on Thanksgiving. We, uh, yeah, I think I think last day for us is Wednesday. It's supposed to be like forty. I might be done for the year, especially. Yeah, since our I'm- weather uh, has unfortunately turned. I did play Friday. Now that's looking like it's gonna kind of be it until we inevitably reunite in Phoenix or Southern California here at some point. Yeah, that's uh, a road trips not coming too up. Different. Road in trips. The not too distant future. So, all right, we got that. That's good. When I say tensei, Tony, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? Word association. I say tensei. You say. 7,500 different shafts that I can't keep track of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Working yeah, on that. <laughs> they're working on that. We're talking about Mitsubishi here for a second. Mitsubishi's line of golf shafts. Rick uh, Young, fantastic article. A little bit of the history of some of Mitsubishi Mitsubishi's shaft line, specific to Tensei, which literally means transformation or, again, get that kind of idea of something reincarnated or materials and technologies that are transformative uh, within the industry. Um, It's been, I don't think this is unfair to say, a Ventus world and everybody's been living in it. On the aftermarket side, on the tour side, but we know that product has done exceptionally well. And kind of what gets lost in the shuffle is maybe some other things that have also done really well. You look at the tour counts, look at the wins, just look at the data, and you go, wow, I kind of forgot maybe (laughs) that Mitsubishi also (laughs) makes some really, really good products. 614 wins on professional tours over the In the last 12 days. you know if you wanna i mean 2004 ish right we the diamana craze started and and a lot of times this was one of those kind of interesting things for people that are shaft geeks or golf geeks you kind of go back to that and a lot of people associated diamana as like its own company not like oh it's mitsubishi but it's diamana and Arguably, you probably make a pretty good point that they, again, the golf industry is terrible at doing certain things, one of which is creating like uniform designations or coming to any sort of agreement on anything that you can translate. But this is one where that kind of started the whole whiteboard, blue board, red board conversation. And to date, 20 years later, we're still there. Yeah, it is. I mean, it has kind of created a standard, right? Like that, it, a, a low spin shaft, unless it's a, unless it's Project X and it's green. Green, right. It is is going to be either black or white. Right? Yep. It's going to get one of those de- designations. You you can be confident in just about any lineup that the blue is, is the one that gets tagged as mid-launch and by extension mid-spin, and then you get into the red, right? That's your high launch. So it is kind of a a standard that got created there. And, and in some respects, right. Pre-Tensei world, go back to that blue board, the blue board mm-hmm. profile. Mm-hmm. We talk about things like, like the ping answer 
or the the now the tailor-made spider even right these in the putter space these these designs that the whole industry has kind of drafted off of and like that that blue board profile and others will argue well we did it first but we'll, you know that is the one that that kind of everybody or or most golfers are been around at all are familiar with right like that's yeah. one of those that's just locked yeah. in the memory yeah and i think what gets lost in that a little bit too is you know we talk about tensei and and admittedly you know looking at mitsubishi shaft catalog prior to this year and prior to some of the website redesign was like going into your parents attic um and trying to understand like what is all of this stuff you know, some of it was kind of categorized, some of it wasn't, but it was, you know, the number of models and the names and the designations, it wasn't done in any sort of way to help consumers be able to navigate or figure out, that's what this one is, okay, this one's over here, that one's over there. They're trying, right? They're trying to create more linear separation so people really would you say understand. Would you say they're trying to vanquish the confusion? I would. Okay. I, I'll see myself pay, out. Thank did you. Did they pay you to say that, Tony? Of course <laughs> not, because that'd be a ridiculous thing. But so Diamana <laughs> exists 20 years later. It's still here. And that is kind of the we want to make a shaft as pleasurable, uh, a, a, a hitting experience, if you will. <laughs> you can take that however you want. You go a million different directions with that. Tensei. Is kind of like the concept car wing, if you will, of Mitsubishi, where, you know, if they come out with a new material, which they do, Mitsubishi is a materials company, ultimately, right, worldwide. I mean, they do things that are far more important for a globe than golf shafts, but they develop a lot of materials. Other golf companies make their shafts using Mitsubishi's materials. So when they come up with something new and different, which they always are, it's probably going to show up in Tensei first if it does make it into a golf shaft. It's kind of their, like I said, concept car, experimental, pushing the boundaries of what's possible in golf shafts. Vanquishing limitations. Vanquishing limitations. I thought you saw yourself out. <laughs> Just any, came back and now I got Any other again. terrible... Terrible dad puns you liked off. But no, it's interesting. So, yeah, Rick Young, great article there, Rick. <laughs> Take a look. Let us know what you think. Do you have shoes, Tony? I need you to have your shoes on or at least your checkbook open because we're doing buy or sell. I'm wearing slippers. Golf. We can jog around a little bit. You jog around a little bit. Shorter topics. Here we go. Number one. The Caddy Talk Cube video that we just put out. <laughs> Pass or so fail? Good. Buy it or sell oh, it's it? It's so think? good. It is so good. Watch it. And I'm not just saying that because I work for my golf fights. <laughs> it's just really good. It's clever. It's fun. I, we got to be fun. I'll tell it's you. It's clever. It's fun. And let, me, let, me, let me interrupt Speed Golf for a moment because I'm going to level with you. When I saw this product, I was like, okay, cool, right? Uh, interesting concept. Never seen anything like this before. Triangulating. Right. Like, why do I need this? But to me, I'm like, okay, solution in, solution in search of a problem. And then I didn't even know this was a thing, but two rounds of golf in a row. 
I'm, I'm down in Frisco at the Callaway event. Um, and they do beanies. this thing where it's cart path only every other hole. And I'm like, what is this? I have never yeah. in my life heard of this in this whole golf course mm-hmm. without apparent reason. I'm sure there is a reason, but no apparent reason why they do that. Cart path only. And so sometimes you got like a 45-minute walk to your golf ball if you play like I do. And so that's a situation where, hey, like all of a sudden this makes sense because now I don't have to carry my rangefinder out to the middle of the fairway and or to the other side and maybe even into somebody else's fairway uh, and, and lose it or forget it or something like that. And then one week later, you and I are out at La Costa right. playing the golf with Cobra guys, and it's the same deal. Yeah. Like, like, what the hell? The why, world's why? gone mad. Ridiculous. Anyway, so, yeah, if you're in one of these cart path only situations quite a bit, it yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, so, And the video yeah, I, is fun and funny the video and enjoyable. Is fun. It is cool. Take a look. Let us know. More entertaining than a PGA Tour event. Well, this is fair. This is fair. In your own fairway, Tony. We're only talking about being in your own fairway. We (laughs) do this on Twitter. I did that one hole. You were there. The last one was awesome. Saved it till the end. People aren't going to agree, and I'm not expecting you to. But should you get relief from a divot? Yes. In your yes, own yes, fairway. Yes, 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 yes. What do you say? What do you say to the people? No, it's the rub of the green. Play it as it lies. Yeah, rub of the green. That's the number one rule of golf, Tony. Play yeah, it as I, I like it, it lies. I just like fundamentally every golfer should have to play the same course or enjoy the same course. And, you know, like you don't know when that divot got there. So if, if the guy in front of me takes a big chunk on his shot and leaves a hole like this, I'm supposed to, if I get unlucky, right, these things, stranger things have happened. I end up in that divot or the guy three groups behind me ends up in that divot. We have to play out of something that, that other guys didn't even run the risk of hitting into. I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's not a hill I'm going to die on ultimately, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's stupid. Like somebody, something happened that created a hole. Like that's funny, (laughs) right? Like so a golfer, a golfer, creates a hole of some sort, a divot, small hole, shallow hole. You have to play out of it. If immediately adjacent to that hole, a burrowing animal leaves some kind of small hole, that one you don't have to play out of. So is a hole a hole or not? That's, that's, a, what, I'm that's, that's what I'm going with. If it's a hole, it's a hole. doesn't matter how it got there. You don't have to play out of a hole. People will comment on this. I know there's going to be anger, but my two questions, and these are just questions that I'd like answers to. Um. Golf, you get free relief from ground under repair, right? How is a divot not the best example on God's green earth of ground that is currently being repaired? I think that's kind of a textbook example. So answer me this. And then the second question I have is if we're not going to grant relief from divots and fairways, I'm totally fine with that. I'm good with it. But then can we please stop raking bunkers? Just questions. I'm there's, only There's some incongruities in, within the rule book. That's all. I'm only asking questions. We wrote an article. Connor, Connor our uh, best, best ankles in the industry. Connor wrote an article. <laughs> Cool shoe oh, company, we've God. seen this before where they take shoes, 
you know, there's this one golf spikes or whatever it was where you just kind of screw spikes in that ruin your shoe. I hated that product. But this one looks really, really awesome. But they basically resole your shoe, turn it into a golf shoe. So my question for you, Tony, is if I gave you a coupon today and said, hey, you got a free coupon, you're going to go do this, what pair of shoes are you going to send them to turn into golf shoes? How about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a pair of Doc Martin boots. Why? I, I, love, I loved them back in the day. And like, look, I mean, if if Nike is putting spikes on shoes that have no business being golf shoes, why not do it with, a, with an old school classic like a Doc Martin? So, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Love it. Love it. Doc Martins. I don't – I struggled with this one even though I asked the question. I asked it without having a really good answer, like ready, you know, because the easy thing is to say – Okay, take a pair of really, really comfortable shoes, you know, like a pair of running shoes or something. It's like, okay. I'm a, I'm a, like my, my Ugg slippers here. That, <laughs> that, <laughs> I think you could – I think that might work. But I still haven't found somebody that makes a shoe necessarily that's as comfortable as like – you're a fan of these, the Hoka's. Yeah. Or you're on clouds, right? I know where you're going with this. Yep. I'm an on cloud guy. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going to send in. Like a real supportive running shoe. I can't imagine how fun, how comfortable that would feel to actually. I think maybe one of the closest that I can actually before I tried on some of those Asics ones when they. I mean, God, they they were not pretty. However, really, really comfortable. In that same vein, same guy, same Connor. Wrote an article on victory. Not a lot of vowels in that word. I'd like to buy a vowel before I buy the insoles. Right? These are a carbon fiber plated kind of insole thing. Uh, take it or leave it, Tony. A carbon well, fiber insole for your golf shoe. I mean, I, th I think there's some, some validity to the idea that the right insole can improve things. Comfort, posture... Presumably, that translates to golf performance. Connor didn't see it in his testing. And as we know, right, some of the promises are around swing speed. We always know that that's a percentage thing. And I mean, Christ, Connor, I think, what was the number? Like 42 miles an hour was his driver swing speed, something like that. Roughly. Um, give or take. Roughly. So, it, like, it if it's, if, Connor's swing wouldn't get a ticket on most of the roads around your house. So. <laughs> So I mean, you know, maybe it's one of those things. Your mileage may vary, but I didn't, I didn't see anything in Connor's testings to suggest like these are, these are definitively gonna help you swing faster. So you know that kind of money. Like if, if the objective is to swing faster, instead of insoles, I'd probably put the money towards like a, a stack system or a ripstick or something that has a documented history of actually working. I like it. Yeah, I mean, well, it's that's me. I just filed under that category. Like, I think it's people need to look anywhere they can for little incremental benefits. And, yeah, people, if you're going to gladly pay $600 for a new driver that may or may not actually do anything for you, be willing to look in all these other little areas for little pieces of improvement. And, yeah, it might be an insole. It might be new grips. It might be, you know, wearing the right socks, like features. It mm. could be... A lot of things, but finding all these little incremental areas of improvement, I, 
I'm for it. As a concept, I'm for it. Whether the victory insoles fit that description or not, I'm not 100% sold on that piece, but at least it's an option. At least it's an option. option. It's an option. It's an option. Shoe smarter. Shoe smarter. We're going to be right back. After show, we're going to dive into some of the conforming list stuff. We got Mushmouth over here. He's going to be good to go. <laughs> Hang on just one second. We'll be right back. Ah, he's back. All right. We're back. So, like we said, Tony, it's embargo season slash. And you, Tis the, you, yeah. you and I both have kind of similar sentiments around embargoes. And, and for the people out there that maybe don't know what an embargo is, it is kind of what it sounds like where, you know, we'll get details about products as, as do other people in the media. There are things they, hey, we can't have people just deciding when and where and how to release this information. So you can't say anything until 9 a.m. on January 22nd or whatever it is. Okay, no problem. Well, we shall send you articles. a text message. We will send you a text message. There are companies that have, I think my favorite one is when they the company that started selling products on their own website, that product, oh, before we were allowed to uh, publish the article about said product. But anyway... I'm recording. It's one of these kind of bizarre kind of in-between situations where, yes, there are a lot of things about all these products that we're going to talk about right now that we already know, but we can't tell you. Sorry. It's a bargain. We know stuff. We know some stuff. stuff pops up on the USGA conforming list. What's the conforming list, Tony? Let's tell people what that is first. What role does the conforming list play since like every Monday – I know, right? When you wake up, 5.45 a.m., you're popping on, seeing if there's yeah. anything new. Yeah, conforming list is basically a, as the name suggests, a list of products <laughs> that have been deemed conforming by the USGA. So effectively, product that has been cleared for tournament play. So there it includes go. drivers, golf balls, and even irons and wedges, which have to be tested to make sure that the grooves conform. And it's not just like a rubber stamp process. Like, oh, okay, well, we got to do this. There is a, like I said, a a process to it. And not every product passes. We saw this happen with a Wilson driver not not that super long ago. Um, And that created some uh, consternation. But it has to show up on there before people put it in place. So you can be reasonably certain once you see something show up on the conforming list, Somebody's either putting that club in play like immediately, right away, or probably in the not super too distant future. So, long story short, we have a bunch of stuff that came up on the conforming list. We put this on an article. There's been numbers of in-hand photos of some of these products because they're being played in tournaments. That's funny. Like, I didn't even check this morning, so now I'm scrambling. I'm like, oh, my God, did the not Paradigm 2 hit the list? (laughs) Did not. I did not. I did not see. I did not see it. So, like we said, we got Cobra Ping, TaylorMade Kirkland, PXG, and conspicuously absent Callaway. But we're going to go through each of these and tell you, based on what we see in those pictures, maybe some thoughts, things that we can share 
We're not going to share specs, details, materials, the things that we do know that we can't tell you yet. We're not going to share those. But we'll start with ping, Tony. What do, what do we see there, and what what does this make you think about? I'm thinking you need to understand how the alphabet works, but okay. Uh, no, let's I, start with ping. <laughs> did I ever commit no, right. going alphabetical? No, you, did, you didn't. Did that's, that's on me. Not. That's unrealistic expectations. Yes. Yeah, so first of all, what we have with ping is perhaps – and it's a low bar, right? The USGA is not here trying to take artistic photographs that, that clearly show the product. It's strictly for yep. documentation purposes. But At my best. God, this is a really bad dark photo. So we don't see much. But uh, what you can kind of see is that the back weight appears to be fixed. doesn't have like, like that full scale weight track. So, you know, that seems to be, if you think 10K, right, is it? I joked because they did. What's the what's the brand they did the super high end apparel collab with? Oh yeah, the one down in Atlanta or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean you know yeah. selling t shirts for three hundred and fifty bucks or something like that. It's right so, up your alley. It's right up your yeah, alley. Yeah. So I thought, well, maybe maybe they're doing like a ten thousand dollar driver with gold inlays and things like that. But that's not typically how Ping does things. So my guess is ten k refers to MOI. Yeah, I kept calling it Hideki. That's not what it yeah. is. It's spelled H-I-D-E-O-K-I. Hideoki. There we go. Hideoki, I believe, is yeah. how it's uh, pronounced. But so anyway, again, yeah, it's probably not a ten thousand dollar driver, which makes MOI the next likely uh, on that list. So super high MOI and, and a fixed back weight would would certainly support that notion. And then the other thing that stands out here is. Uh, in the USGA designation for the crown, the USGA kind of makes note of any markings on the club. Right. And so we have carbon fly wrap, which was previously only available. That speaks to the crown technology previously only available in the LST. So kind of the common sense with what you're seeing, right? Fixed weight, apparently carbon fly 10 K. So I'm guessing that this really pushes MOI above and beyond what you already get with the G30 Max. Mm-hmm. So here's my question then, and and with that is, let's just look at the uh, Ping driver lineup then for a second. You have, just within the G430 family, right, you have LST, you know that's the low spin model, it's designated as such, you have SFT. Ping low spin, right. Ping low spin, which isn't necessarily the same as in, Ping's low spin tends to be slightly higher than what we tend to see with like really low spin models from others. So just, yeah, bear that in mind. Um, You have SFT, which is good for our slicers. You have the max model, right? And I don't know if this is replacing a model or not or whatever. Let's just assume it isn't. Let's just say they're adding this model to it. Does this start to cannibalize the existing max? maybe but who cares like that i never understood this where where brands are like this is the product that we want to sell the most of almost arbitrarily like this is our flagship this is our signature whatever it happens to be and so we want to make sure that we don't sell more of something else or so much of something else that it looks like we sold less of these and i'm like who cares man you made it you sold it that's it's a win and so even even this is if this proves to be look if this cannibalizes G430 and ping makes more money than they did before the max existed. That's a win. So, uh, mm-hmm. or, or excuse me, the max 10 K. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I I don't know why we would want to get bother to get wrapped up in that. I think mm-hmm. you know if it if it grows sales, great. If it and I think probably just knowing how Ping operates, even if even if it kind of keeps sales relatively flat along the lineup, maybe just a small uptick. If if they feel like they're doing yeah. a better job fitting more golfers or providing a, an even better fit for golfers, I think I think they would see that as as some sort of victory. So okay. yeah. And since we're not going alphabetically here at all, let's go next to PXG. Okay. PXG. Let's go to PXG. Like you said, black. That is alpha, actually alphabetically from. I know. I know. See, that's why you're catching right. on to my little game here. Uh, right. PXG Black Ops. We know again. O three yeah, eleven. We got, we got yeah. Black over. Ops. Black Ops. Black Ops Tour One, and then Black Ops Tour Three. Um, Hmm, Which makes you feel like something's missing, potentially a two. So, yeah, I mean, Black Ops, the standard model, looks like a kind of a one-for-one replacement with the 0311 current Uh model Gen 6. So Uh what you see, like, PXG is what they do really well is is try and keep the weights relatively forward. These, especially toe side, look like they're more, I would describe it as Uh mid-placed. And a, a fixed back weight on the underside on the sole, uh, not necessarily what I would call the rear, but the, the back sole. So uh-huh. I think that's probably kind of maybe it's a one for one. But again, you know, three weight system weight apparently pushed back a little bit farther, maybe trying to be more true middle of the road with that, which is made possible by the potential addition of a tour model. Right. And, what, and what stands out on the tour model again? The the weights push a little more forward. Yeah, I suppose again, not, it's tough to be precise from these photos. Um, the the text suggests that you do have a rear mounted third weight, but the thing is, like these front weights are closer together as well, which suggests lower MOI and probably lower spin, which is exactly uh-huh. what you would come to expect from anything that gets gets stamped with the. Yep. With the tour designation. And then, you know, it's, it's tough to distinguish between the, the one and the three other than some some obvious design features on the sole. Uh, yeah. But weight placement looks yep. similar. So I, I expect maybe only one of those uh, becomes the final real deal. But, yeah, I would expect to see – I would say – I would guess still that they'll they'll jump to three models with the tour being kind of a low spin, the – the Black Ops being kind of in the middle, and I, I'd be shocked if they they got rid of the XF unless they they feel like with the current really? one they are kind of like hey this this fills our our standard and our X model that's kind of where the O three eleven Gen six is now maybe they're right. gonna go the other way and say hey this is our standard and also XFs and now we have a low spin but I I would be surprised if we didn't yeah. see an XF in the lineup because I just think. You know, they're they're almost right there with Ping in terms. It's of It's become really a sweet spot them. for them and something yeah, where they they, they do kind of they ran do ahead. Really, they do a really good job on, on, on in that space with a with a mm-hmm. high MOI driver that's not super crazy spin. So, yeah. Well, and I think the, the thing that kind of has me intrigued a little bit on the on the PXG side is we've seen a progression of their metalwoods getting better, right? I mean, from particularly from the first several generations which had some issues well <laughs> that original one they should have called it the hs like it's just like yeah if you are looking for the highest spin driver ever. yeah and, and so you know it took them some time and they've gotten there and i would say that you know from gen 5 particularly to gen 6 are you okay 
this is a very high quality, high quality product that can performance wise start to go toe to toe with the major companies. So that's where I'm going to be intrigued on this iteration to see if it takes yet another step toward that direction. Because based on what we're seeing with the other companies, they're all finding incremental improvements as, as well. And so does this kind of kind of do that? And totally unrelated to any of those, Kirkland, what in the name of five-gallon buckets of mayonnaise is going uh, on here? Yeah, I mean, we kind of figured this was coming. And well, there was of course. Kinder, as we know, like they have putters and wedges, and the irons have been on the USGA list forever. And so here you go, Kirkland driver. Uh, okay. Thus far, what is on the USGA list at this point is uh, only shows a 10.5 head. Right. And so immediately, like, look, let's, this is, this is going to be probably a single loft, single shaft. Uh, I would expect if we've learned anything from the golf ball that it's, it's going to be high spinning. Um, I, I, you know, I don't, if you're looking yeah. for something that's going to challenge the industry leaders, I would be, I would be a beyond shocked it. if it pans out and look, I mean, it's, it's going to be cheap. We right. can bank on that. And that's, that's going to be a major selling point. And, uh, What's it's going to have an audience. What do you think? If you had a, like, what would it be a price point that you would stop and go? Three forty nine. It's cheap now. Maybe two ninety nine. Something in that range. Two ninety nine. Three forty nine. Any more than that, and I think you have to ignore it without some demonstrable performance. Because again, I like, want to see this I mean, thing. PX, one. You can get a PXG Gen six right now for two hundred bucks. I and know. So, that's what I'm saying. I think. Yeah. I think Dude, I if think I had two hundred bucks to spend on a driver, that's probably where I'm going. I'm I'm not going into Costco and hoping, hey, maybe the new ones are in. Because uh, mm-hmm. again, I may not be able to get exactly what I want in terms of shaft upgrades that way, but I know I'm going to get a, a flex and probably a shaft that works with me. I'm going to get a loft that works for me. So I got a mm-hmm. ton of options there. So I think if you're Costco, you have to come in cheap, knowing that yeah, PXG from time to time is going to undercut you. So sure. you know maybe maybe they come in at two hundred. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility, but I mean ultimately it's going to have an audience if for no other reason than we 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 get these emails, we get these comments that say, yeah. "Look at this Kirkland signature golf ball plays exactly like a Pro V one. I don't notice a difference." And I'm like, "Well, you know, I got a lot of data that says there's a pretty significant difference here." <laughs> Depends and so, what you mean by difference. If it yeah, if so, but looking- if <laughs> if you were a golfer who legitimately you know, looks down range. I don't know, for whatever reason, cannot tell the difference between a signature golf ball and a pro V one. I'd be willing to bet. You're not going to be able to tell the difference between a signature driver and a TSR two. So, (laughs) you know, have at it, I guess. But yeah, in terms of, in terms of pure performance, uh, data driven results, I, I, I'm not, anticipating this is going to change. I'm I'm just excited to see. Prove me wrong, Costco. Prove me wrong. We'll test it. I'd love it. It would be awesome. I would love to see, though. Buy a driver. Get a free bucket of mayonnaise. Not many other people. Not many people can offer that type of value I think most people would be happy with one of those hot dogs that I've heard good things about. I don't know. Phenomenal. Chicken bake. uh, I'm a big fan of the chicken bake there. We have a Costco up here. Chicken bake. Chicken bake. I love it. I love it. Cobra. Last one, sweet. Dark Speed, Dark Speed dark X, speed, Dark Speed. We've speed seen the pictures. L, uh, yeah, we've seen the drivers. Let's. We've actually know. seen the drivers. Let's not play super stupid here. We've hit the drivers. 
three models. Again, it looks like Cobra's holding to kind of their cadence, what we've seen with one, two, three, yeah. Aerojet. The, the LS, the Max, and the one in the middle. Mm-hmm. LS, low spin, likely, right? Max, Maximus, middle. Maximus, forgive us with the you know, looking at again. You know, we're allowed to talk about what we see in the photos, and what yep. we see in the photos in the Max is a heel toe waiting system, which we know gives you the choice between maximizing forgiveness or cooking in some anti-slice forgiveness that way. And so, yeah. Right, bringing more weight there. to the heel, right? Makes something a mm-hmm. little more draw bias. Theoretically, for most golfers, more weight in the heel means less weight in the toe, which means as that club's coming into impact, it's easier for that toe to catch up. It's not doing this, where you're gonna slice off the planet. It's a little easier to go, whoop, get it back to square. I will say, Tony, comments across the interwebs people seem to be inclined to say hot damn that thing looks good yeah yeah i don't I, disagree um, again, i think we it can't, looks phenomenal yeah we can't can't talk too much about what they've done here but i think historically cobra has tried to gain attention in various categories by being the loudest in the room and, and by loud i mean like bright colors you know, contrasting accents like Ampsell. Well, Ampsell, and remember, you know, going back to uh, Christ, I don't even remember the name now, right? But I know it was black and yellow, black and yellow, right? That was pre rad speed. Yep. Uh, speed back. Yep. There we go. Speed back. Speed yeah. Back. So those kind of things to get attention in here. Uh, and, you know, we've seen some of the pictures. Jonathan Wall from golf.com had them. I mean, this mm-hmm. is, they, they look good, they look clean. Kind of no nonsense. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I hope. I hope that kind of the the really clean. Let's just let's just keep it dark. Let's let and speedy. Yeah, and not not try and you know bling it out. Just keep it really simple, but but still kind of kind of badass looking, right? Little Darth I, Vader kind of inspiration here. That I'm in. It, I'm in on the darkness. Yeah, I, I just hope like it the looks here are enough for people to go, all right, this looks, I like the way this looks enough where even if I think I'm going to buy a TaylorMade or a Callaway or I'm, a Titleist or a yeah. Cobra or a Ping or any of the drivers that invariably make it into the hip bay before a Cobra. Like I, I hope that this is kind of what propels golfers to go. Yeah. I'm going to try this yeah. because like you and I yeah. have been big on Cobra for a while. Yeah. Aerojet was really, phenomenal. really good. Yeah. And, and looking, let's, let's talk, the last thing to talk about here is visible, so fair game, visible. In the USGA photos, the LS model has moved from a two-weight system to a three-weight system. And so now, okay. in addition to that front-back neutral fade configuration, and that's, that's kind of what they're showing here as well, right? Neutral yep. and fade. There was no draw. Yep. This is traditionally not a driver for somebody who struggles with a slice. It's just not, it's not for that guy. Right. Has it. Yeah. But, but what they have given us with the dark speed LS is that back weight position again. Uh-huh. And so now you can drop. So it looks like a 12 gram. You can throw that uh-huh. 12 gram in the back. That's going to give you a boost in MOI. You know, it's not, it's not going to turn it into anything like what we expect the G30 max uh, 10 K to be. 
Right. But it's, it's going to give you a little bit more forgiveness. It's going to give you a little bit higher launch. It is probably going to give you just a, the slightest tick of draw bias, um, if you even want to call it draw bias, but it's going to help you, yeah. you know, square it up a little Less bit. Less fade bias, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'm, uh, I'm really intrigued by that. You know, I ended up, you saw me when I was out there. I had my winter mm-hmm. swing on battling shoulder problems. It was ugly, so I, did, I didn't hit the LS great uh, mm-hmm. to say the least but i'd love another crack at it because again that like i think i think reasonably for anybody who swings above i would i would go so low as 100 miles an hour sure. which isn't obviously not slow but i i, I just yeah. think that based on what we saw that people in that swing speed one plus especially get 110 115 for sure like those guys are going to oh. swing cobra drive drivers fast and it's, you may get a couple like cheap is, miles an hour just by having something that here, here, here's here's a little bit more insider info because you don't me. hear this a lot you know Give everybody t- everybody talks about their aerodynamics and how good they are right it's become a big talking point especially as we've kind of fallen off the map with ct like we're pushing limits there's wiggle room and there's wiggle room for distance through added forgiveness making that sweet spot a little larger all of that stuff but you're seeing a shift a little bit to aerodynamics and shaping and trying to get speed, not from the not from the head itself, but from the golfer, right? Not from the right. face, but from right. allowing the golfer to swing it faster. And like when you're when you're in conference rooms and you're talking to people and they're being honest, like they're gonna tell you that over the past few years, Cobra's been better at the aerodynamic piece than than just about anybody. I would say everybody else. They've been the leaders in that. And you know, again, it's it's a thing that not everybody notices, and it doesn't benefit every golfer. And if you can't get the speed, Cobra's like, all right, you're not everybody, right? right. You don't swing fast right. enough to get a benefit. We're, we're just going to try and give you a really good driver anyway. Right. But, you know, right. for higher swing speed players in particular, again, I think you got to try it. Yeah. Because of the I- potential to, get, to gain speed. But uh, back on topic here, yeah, I think giving that third weight position back in an LS is – little tweaky there yeah last one last one i thought we covered oh no there is one the red face is gone i didn't see a red face we had a tailor-made tailor-made sighting qi now again the blue doesn't come through on the conforming list pictures but yes (laughs) some people are like why are they all just black because color (laughs) is missing (laughs) because color uh rory right putting it in place that he's been testing it for a while. He we was not the biggest fan of stealth too, was he? I don't think he was. Mm. QI 10 LS. Yeah. The LS part will take care of right away. Again, for all the things golf industry can't get together and make a decision on LS is invariably lower spinning. Um, what's this QI 10 <laughs> stuff? I have no tell, idea. No tell me. Idea. Tell you me know, like my, what is this? Uh, you know, and what you look at it. Nonsense. So here's, like, I have no idea because I have not, we have not been in the room with TaylorMade yet. We don't have the deep dive, but. No. Yeah, like, TaylorMade historically has been like, we're going to take something the industry's doing. We're going to put, like, this little twist on it and make it our own. So, like, when yeah. when everybody was talking about MOI and TaylorMade drivers didn't have a lot of MOI, and they're like, well, we have EMOI, and if you use our calculation, right, <laughs> effective MOI, up, right? We can right, right, we can right. get you 
Yeah, well, using our math, we can get to a number we like. And so I, you know, I'm not saying like this is anything is just pure nonsense by any stretch, but I do wonder if like QI no. is like a some sort of play on AI. Oh. But that's all I got. That's all I got right now. And oh. I don't know what the what the what if you is. had um, hey, this is fun. Let's play this game. So instead of artificial, and it almost like even look at the soul and the shape of the Q, it could be an A. So uh, that's all I got. If it's a Q, then instead of artificial, it's quantifiable intelligence it's i don't know i yeah quantifiable art is kind of like the opposite of artificial in in a sense and again what's wrong with that we are totally yeah if if this isn't what they're doing it's what they should have done (laughs) this is what they should have done Uh, i went right away to uh you know because i used to teach social studies taught middle school and high school for a long time and it made me think of you know chinese philosophy medicine kind of this vital life force energy type of centrist ideology. Maybe that was something. All I know is it's that in in the blue face appears to have replaced the red face. So we're still carbon facing. It looks like, because you can see at the very bottom of the face, it says carbon. So it appears that we're still in the carbon. Unless I mean, right. That's it's, it says carbon wood. Right. And so it does. I think, I think. And TaylorMade said, we're not making titanium face drivers anymore. And, you know, right. time, anything is subject to change. But Right. So we'll see. And I like, I like that they've kind of moved away, presumably, from plus to kind of that industry standard LS. Like everybody, yeah. most everybody yep. knows what that means. That's, that's a bonus. And then looking in the weight, kind of the weight system, this is intriguing because it looks like it's, it's tough to say and see again, but it kind of feels and looks like it's partially recessed. And so that weight moves a little bit farther than the image suggests. And and again, like Uh looking at just looking at the USGA photo, like the, the end of the track is already disappearing, but there's clearly room for it to slide more. So you have like a partially covered weight track, which, you know, maybe, maybe there's some function and benefit to that. Maybe it's just visual and helps keep some of the mud out. I don't know, but you know, a little different. And we're guessing at a lot of these things because either we don't know or we can't tell you yet. So apologies on that. But this is part of the part of the season. This is part of embargo season. This is the stuff that we go through. And like you said, over the next weeks and months, as we, I mean, yeah, we're so. What do we go? We're we leave Sunday. So right Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, Thanksgiving, Sunday. back out to back out to Titleist to see some things that you would probably use in a short game area that's i would likely that we're gonna yeah. go see those things and then we're gonna hop over to ping hopping over to ping home let's see come home friday what wheels up again on tuesday to head to uh to up tuesday out to one of the Taylor carolinas yeah. i don't know one of the carolinas I, I obviously for all the discussion we had i definitely can't <laughs> tell them apart so. you definitely well, all this lesson, but we'll be out with Taylor why, do, that week why are why are there so many towns with the same name in both like come on you know do you want to be a separate state or not why we'll discuss that in carbon Carolina. like just carbon copied <laughs> what's well, north one anyway. south there yeah, Carolina anyway there is a lot going on we will be back enjoy your turkey day everybody may the tryptophan hit you hard and often until next time we out Go smarter. Putt smarter. <laughs>